Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast where I books to young kids. Uh, guys, I cannot believe that Gumdrop Readers has hit over 700,000 total plays. It's crazy. Thank you so much to all of my listeners for listening and supporting this podcast. I have a special project in the works that I'm thinking of releasing once we hit 1 million plays. I'm so excited for this. But anyways, today we'll be reading Horton Hears a Who by Dr. Seuss. This book was requested to me by 7-year-old Allison. Thank you so much for requesting this book, and I hope you enjoy the story. Okay, here we are on page one. On the 15th of May, in the jungle of Newell, in the heat of the day, in the cool of the pool, he was splashing, enjoying the jungle's great joys, when Horton the elephant heard a small noise. So Horton stopped splashing. He looked towards the sound. That's funny, thought Horton. There's no one around. Then he heard it again, just a very faint yelp, like as if some tiny person were calling for help. I'll help you, said Horton, but who are you where? He looked and he looked, but he could see nothing there, but a small speck of dust blowing past through the air. I say, murmured Horton, I'd never heard tell of a small speck of dust that is able to yell. So do you know what I think? Why, I think there that there must be some one on top of that small speck of dust, some sort of creature of very small size, too small to be seen by an elephant's eyes. Some poor little person who's shaking with fear that he'll blow in the pool. He has no way to steer. I'll just have to save him because, after all, a person's a person no matter how small. So gently and using the greatest of care, the elephant stretched his great trunk through the air, and he lifted the dust speck and carried it over and placed it down safe on a very soft clover. Humph, humped a voice. T'was a sour kangaroo, and the young kangaroo in her pouch said, Humph, too. Why, that speck is as small as the head of a pin. A person on that? Why, there never has been. Believe me, said Horton, I tell you sincerely, my ears are quite keen, and I heard him quite clearly. I know there's a person down there, and what's more, quite likely there's two, even three, even four. Quite likely a family, for all that we know. A family with children, that's just starting to grow. So please, Horton said, as a favor to me, try not to disturb them. Just please let them be. I think you're a fool, laughed a sour kangaroo, and the young kangaroo in her pouch said, Me too. You're the biggest blame fool in the jungle of Newell and the kangaroos plunged into the cool of the pool. What a terrible splashing, the elephant frowned. I can't let my very small persons get drowned. I've got to protect them. I'm bigger than they. So he plucked up the clover and hustled away. Through the high jungle treetops, the news quickly spread. He talks to a dust speck. He's out of his head. Just look at them walk with that speck on a flower. And Horton walked, worrying, almost an hour. Should I put the speck down? Horton thought with alarm. If I do, these small persons may come to great harm. I can't put it down, and I won't, after all. A person's a person, no matter how small. Then Horton stopped walking. The speck voice was talking. The voice was so faint, he could just barely hear it. Speak up, please, said Horton. He put his ear near it. My friend, came the voice. You're a very fine friend. You've helped us all folks on this dust speck no end. You've saved all of our houses, our ceilings and floors. You've saved all of our churches and grocery stores. You mean, Horton gasped, you have buildings there too? Oh yes, piped the voice. We most certainly do. I know, called the voice. I'm too small to be seen, but I'm mayor of a town that's friendly and clean. Our buildings to you would be terribly small, but to us who aren't big, they're wonderfully tall. My town is called Whoville, for I am a who, and we who's are all thankful and grateful to you. And Horton called back to the mayor of the town. You're safe now. Don't worry. I won't let you down. 
But just as he spoke to the mayor of the speck, three big jungle monkeys climbed up Horton's neck. The Wickersham brothers came shouting, What rot? This elephant's talking to who's who are not. There aren't any who's, and they don't have a mayor, and we're going to stop all this nonsense, so there. They snatched Horton's clover. They carried it off to a black-bottomed eagle named Vlad Vladikov, a mighty strong eagle of very swift wing, and they said, Will you kindly get rid of this thing? And before the poor elephant could even speak, the eagle flew off with the flower in its beak. All that late afternoon and far into the night, that black-bottomed bird flapped his wings in fast flight, while Horton chased after with groans over stones that tattered his toenails and battered his bones, and begged, Please don't harm all my little friends who have much right to live as us bigger folks do. But far, far beyond him, that eagle kept flapping, and over his shoulder called back, Quit your yapping! I'll fly through the night through! I'm a bird! I don't mind it, and I'll hide this tomorrow where you'll never find it. At 6.56 the next morning he did it. It sure was a terrible place that he hid it. He let that small clover drop somewhere inside of a great patch of clovers a hundred miles wide. Fine gnat, sneered the bird, but I think you will fare. And he left with a flip of his black bottom tail. I'll find it, cried Horton. I'll find it or bust. I shall find my friends on my small speck of dust. And clover by clover by clover with care, he picked up and searched them and called, Are you there? But clover by clover by clover he found that that the one that he sought for was just not around. And by no and by noon poor old Horton, more dead than alive, had picked, scratched, and piled up nine thousand and five. Then on through the afternoon, hour after hour, till he found them at last on the three millionth flower. My friends, cried the elephant, tell me, do tell, are you safe, are you sound, are you whole, are you well? From down on the speck came the voice of the mare. We've really had trouble, much more than our share. When that black-bottomed bird let go, we dropped. We landed so hard that our clocks have all stopped. Our teapots are broken and our rocking chairs smashed. And our bicycle tires all blew up when we crashed. So Horton, please, pleaded the voice of the mares. We stick by us who's while we're making repairs. Of course, Horton answered. Of course I will stick. I'll stick by you small folks through thin and through thick. Humph! humped a voice. For almost two days we've run wild and insisted on chatting with persons who never existed. Just carrying ons in our peaceable jungle, we've had quite enough of your bellowing bungle. And I'm here to state, snapped the big kangaroo, that your silly nonsensical games is all through. And the young kangaroo in her pouch said, me too. With the help of the Wickersham brothers and dozens of Wickersham uncles and Wickersham cousins and Wickersham in-laws who've helped I, I've engaged, you're going to be roped and you're going to be caged. And as for your dust speck, ha, that we shall boil in a hot steaming kettle of bezel nut oil. Boil it, gasped Horton. Oh, you can't do. It's full of persons. They'll prove it to you. Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor, Horton called. Mr. Mayor, you've got to prove now that you really are there. So call a big meeting. Get everyone out. Make every who holler. Make every who shout. Make every who scream. And if you don't, every who is going to end up in a basil nut stew. And down on the dust speck, a scared little mayor quick called a big meeting in Whoville Town Square. And as people cried loudly, they cried out in fear. We are here. We are here. We are here. We are here. The elephant smiled. That was clear as a bell. You kangaroos surely heard that very well. All I heard, snapped the big kangaroo, was that breeze and the faint sound of wind through the far distant trees. I hear no small voices, and you didn't either. And the kangaroo in her pouch said, Me neither. Grab him, they shouted, and they caged the big dope. Lasso his stomach with ten miles of rope. Tie in knots 
tie the knot so tight he'll never shake loose, then dunk the dumb speck in the bezel nut juice. Horton fought back with great vigor and vim, but the Wickersham gang was too many for him. They beat him, they mauled him, they started to haul him into his cage, but he managed to call to the mayor, don't give up, I believe in you all, a person's a person, no matter how small, and you very small persons will not have to die if you make yourself hurt, so come on now and try. The mayor grabbed a tom-tom, he started to smack it, and all over Whoville, they whooped up a racket. They rattled tin kettles, they beat on brass pans, on garbage pails tops and old cranberry cans. They blew on bazookas and blasted great toots, on clarinets, oomphas, and balloonfas and flutes. Great gusts of loud racket rang high through the air. They rattled and shook the whole sky, and the mayor called up the howling mad hullabaloo. Hey, 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 Horton, how's this? Is our, is our sound coming through? And Horton called back, I can hear you just fine, but the kangaroo's ears aren't as strong as mine. They don't hear a thing. Are you sure all your boys are doing their best? Are they all making a noise? Are you sure every who down in Whoville is working? Quick, look through your town. Is everyone shrieking? Through the town rushed the mayor from east to the rest, but everyone seemed to be doing their best. Everyone seemed to be yapping or yipping. Everyone seemed to be beeping or bipping. But it wasn't enough, all this ruckus and roar. He had to find someone to help him make more. He raced through each building. He searched floor to floor. And just as he felt he was getting nowhere and almost about to give up in despair, he suddenly burst through a door and that mayor discovered one streaker quite hidden away in the Fairfax Apartments, Apartment 2J. A very small, very small streaker named Jojo was standing just standing and bouncing a yo-yo, not making a sound, not a yip, not a chirp, and the mayor rushed inside and grabbed a young twerp. And he climbed with the lad to the Eiffelberg Tower. This, cried the mayor, is your town's darkest hour. The time for all who's who have blood that is red to come and aid their country, he said. We've got to make noise in greater amounts. So open your mouth, lad. Every voice counts. Thus he spoke as he climbed. When they got to the top, the lad cleared his throat and shouted out, Yop! And that yop, that one small extra yop, put it over. Finally, at last, from that speck on the clover, their voices were heard. They rang out loud and clear, and the elephant smirked. You see what I mean? They proved they are pe persons, no matter how small. And, th and their whole world was saved by the smallest of all. How true. Yes, how true, said the big kangaroo. And, hmm, from now on, you know what I'm planning to do? From now on, I'm going to protect them with you. And the young kangaroo in her pouch said, me too. From sun in the summer, from rain when it's fallished, I'm going to protect them no matter how smallish. The end. Well, that was Horton the Elephant by Dr. Seuss. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Again, thank you so much to the seven-year-old Allison for requesting this book. It sure is a fun story. If you'd like to choose the next book to be read on the Gumdrop Readers podcast, you can send me an email, including your name, your age, and your book request. Ask an adult to send your email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Again, the podcast email is gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you next time.